Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the breakdown. Jamali Maddox with the hook. Um, yeah, man. Um, let me speak a little bit about what's been going on with me recently. I know some people will probably fast forward these little rambles at the beginning, but I like doing them. Uh, and can I just say uh, people been hitting me up about what's the music at the beginning and are we going to be releasing it no it's only be exclusive for the podcast it's uh, I actually got a exclusive he made the tunes for me it's Cool Keith from the Magnetic MCs which is uh, dope as fuck man I still can't believe we actually uh, got him to do it which is uh, amazing but uh, yeah it's been on tour it's come back from Cardiff last night Cardiff you were bumping if you if anyone who was in Cardiff last night listened to this you were absolutely probably one of my favourite shows of the tour you guys bought the fucking fire and it was fun. It was so fun. I had Matt Reese opening for me, which was amazing. He's a great comic. Um, but yeah, man, a uh, little plug here. Just a little plug is I'm going to be doing Hackney Empire uh, in November. And I'll be doing some tour shows in America in November as well. If my visa comes through, I'm trying to get my visa now. Uh, but yeah, so come down to that Hackney Empire. I think it's the 3rd of November. Limited tickets left. So, you, you know, you're going to want to get on it quick if you want to come. Uh, so I'm just going to get straight into it, man. Uh, the guy I've got coming on today is Tom Davis, who is an uh, amazing actor. He's a comedian. He's a writer. All-round good dude, man. Like, proper solid dude. Known him for a little while. Done eight out of ten cats with him, and he just owned the show. I think we talk about that in the podcast. And, uh, yeah, he's a proper South London boy. Big up all the South London guys. And uh, he comes on, and he just, you know, really... Really have a lovely conversation with him, man. And, uh, you know, he's really about pushing that positivity and pushing out real voices in comedy, you know, especially with his new production company and stuff. So uh, look out for the stuff that he's doing. So uh, introducing Tom Davis, uh, this has been Jamali Maddox with The Breakdown. It's the Hook. Jamali. My favourite thing about the podcast is that it just cuts in and you're already chatting yeah 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 that's what I try and do because I don't like I hate that sort of format I don't write any questions I don't yeah, have any good. format to it it's just sort of just off the bat I did one ever a month or so ago and a guy introduced me by he was basically like um, he went through all of like my achievements like seemingly in life but like he was like you know builder actor <laughs> he went on and on and I was like I'd have, lived, I'd have lived with BAFTA winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like builder. Like, that was like, that was like one of the things you had to put in the CV. He was a builder. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say he's had many, and, he, and, he's not, and they're not doing it in a humorous way of like, he was a builder as well. It's like, no, no, this was part of his CV. <laughs> like, you, I got into How, how accurate is your Wikipedia? I, I don't think it's actually, I've never, I, this sounds weird. I, I'm not a big looker at it. I don't think, no. I think mine's so basic. I think it is just like, 
maybe things I've done. I've, I, I don't. I've had people aggressively ask me when my birthday is because I won't put out where my birthday is. No, I won't tell no one. And uh, and people ask me why, and I go because you don't need to. It doesn't matter. Yeah, is you're going to send me a present? Why do you give a shit? <laughs> and it's that weird thing of and I've had. Um, who, who actually messaged me? The official Instagram of celebrity birthdays <laughs> messaged me again. Could you tell us your birthday? We're getting a lot of inquiries. And I'm like, no. No, I, I, it's none of your business. I, but I'm also very private in a sense. I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I sort of learned quite quickly. I don't want to put up pictures of, of my family or my no, wife no, no, or, no. Or, or anyone. Like, I just find that weird. I, like, and, and, and I mean, this is actually a weird thing we say about birthdays. It's like, and this is a thing that. Like social media and stuff does, it like, just uh, fucking drives me mad. So there's a thing now that you put on Facebook, right? Mm. Where people are like, instead of a present, mm. give to this cause. I'm like, I haven't seen you for 20 fucking <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point did you. And now, you're, like, now you hear me up for money. Yeah, I just think it's like, I think you have to be like, there's a, there's, you make a choice when you get into this business, what kind of like performer or what kind of presence you want to be within it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I come from like, I, don't, I, I got into this game late. There's certain stuff that I don't feel like I want to share over my family. And, and, yeah, yeah. and like, so I, I, I just made that decision. And like, not quickly, I sort of like, I'll tell you what it was, right? My wife went out with some friends and she was, I put a picture up, this is a couple of years ago. And these guys said, oh, you're Tom Davis's wife. And like, I was like, they followed me on Instagram. They weren't aggressive, no, there was nothing to weird, it. But yeah, I was yeah. like, oh mate, that's, that's a weird thing that they've clocked her. Yeah. But in any other circumstance, that that could that they were nice guys, they yeah, were lovely, yeah, yeah. you know, they were like, but but that there's a like there's an eye-opening moment there, and also, like I sort of you know I'm a creator of the stuff I do. I'm a writer, actor. I, I don't I don't like the word celebrity. I, yeah. I don't like the word. I think fame is like a ghastly thing, and and now I kind of think like we're slowly slowly seeing like the sort of like result of fame mm. like with you know you know we talk about anxiety and whatever and that can yeah, happen yeah. to anyone and that is a you know a sort of a modern problem because we're all you know looking at yeah. everyone could be doing this or doing that but but there's these people and also it's so fleeting right mm. you can go on something and you could be the you can be on every paper and everyone's talking about you and you everything and literally within six weeks everyone's forgotten you are yeah and i think that's like so what you make a deal of what kind of fame you want i think and uh so i'm always gonna I'll put a picture of me and you up quite happily yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the business the, as well, and I'm a big fan of your stuff, and yeah, uh, it will do, we'll do loads for my kudos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man, listen, don't this is that you know them ads when you get those ads, and then you get the phone. It's always good to do. There's certain people where I know I would like the people that would like them. Yeah, because there's certain people where I'm like, oh, please don't put me up on your gram. <laughs> Please, I don't want them. I don't want them coming because no, yeah. they're gonna think I do what you do. Not because they do bad stuff, but yeah, it's like yeah. I don't make that stuff. So it's like I don't want to disappoint the people. Like you're not like this person who posted you. I'm like, yeah, I, I never said I was. It's a weird thing, isn't it? As well, of like who, yeah, who you think like. So I, I sort of made a real thing early on, like never to get. I never asked really for pictures. There's mm. times now when I look at back at people I've met and think, oh, like. But then, like, who, who, who have you regretted asking a photo from? Uh, I, I, I did a thing, a film a couple of years ago, and it was like Brie Larson. It was like this was before her Oscar, Killian Murphy. It was like a really amazing cast. Ben Wheatley. I got a picture of Ben Wheatley because he's of a course, kind of cool yeah, friend. Yeah, but yeah. like, but but then also there's a part of me that like. So this is a really interesting. Like I was the other week. My dad came up to see me. We went to a garden center. Yeah. 
it's a new life for me. It's like trying to set up on a boat. Um, and we're like, uh, we're in this place and we're having a jacket potato and a chinwag. And this kid comes up and he's like, oh man, can I get a picture? And my dad's like, flabbergasted, why? He's like, what do you want a picture of? <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, oh yeah, I just really like his stuff. He's like, yeah, what do you want a picture? Yeah. And I was like, considering for a lot of my youth, the proudest thing of our whole house that my dad showed everyone was a picture of us and Frank Bruno. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's, I can, I, you know what, you saying that, I, I know who your dad is. <laughs> you know what I'm like, bloody Frank Bruno, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found a picture of Frank Bruno. Yeah, it's Frank Bruno, mate. Um, <laughs> he, call, he calls him Frankie, into his, to his face. He goes, oh, right, Frankie, get a photo of me and the son. Um, Don't fuck about, come on. <laughs> get a picture of me and a boy, Frank yeah, come, over come it, on, son. Come on, come on, Frankie, yeah. come on, son. Like, everyone claims fish. <laughs> yeah. You know you, yeah. want that, you want the photo like that. That's the classic photo Have of you like... you the one Muhammad Ali did with the Beatles? Yeah. Like, you're punching right <laughs> first. <laughs> but that's the proudest thing, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But but then you, you're like, do, do people sit there? And he's like, so he couldn't get his head round like what do people just have these on your phone and then so there's a part of you that thinks like like although i don't have pictures i have those memories of hanging out with those people yeah. and talking to them so what do i need a picture for well i think the picture of that really does come down to and not ego because ego is sort of like a broader sense than what we make it but it is sort of just like uh, evident it's like when i do a show and someone takes a photo of me and i go but when are you ever going to look at that again yeah. all you're going to do is going to post it to yeah. get a couple likes which is a new currency but you're never there's never going to be a time where you doing that is more enjoyable than the thing yeah like you know? i remember seeing um like you go and watch a band uh and and you'll see people filming a band and watching the band i'll tell you actually, this is the most fucked up thing i was on my honeymoon and uh we were at lake garda Mm. And it was me and my wife, and we're sitting. It's beautiful surroundings. It's like romantic. It's incredible. And, and I, over the lake, there's this massive thunderstorm, right? And I'm like, fucking hell, like Mother Nature is best, ripping the mm. shit out of fucking mountains. So I'm out there, it's raining, we're out there watching the thing, and like, there's a few of us around there, and you're like, oh, fucking, this is like, you know, it's beautiful, mm. but it's great chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. I come in, and there's this fucking guy sitting with his phone watching a YouTube video <laughs> of thunderstorms. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking yeah, prick. You can't, out there. you can't enjoy the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. just for like, a second. I wonder if there's ever been a better thunderstorm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one here. It's just that, yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? It's that thing of, because we have unlimited thing, it's even we want it of our own lives. Yeah. Of that moment. That moment, I just, I just don't think it'll ever be the same as the... I guess, I guess we're different because we kind of have to exist in the moment to work. Yeah. That we kind of want to experience things as opposed to being like... Let me see it through a screen. But yeah, and, but then there's also an interesting thing like when you look at like a... I, my mum and dad have got mean, photo yeah. albums that can cover five years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's yeah. just about enough photos to go back to... And there's loads of them that unfinished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, but then when you look at those pictures, it incites a memory. It incites so much yeah. thing. And I th my worry is that in years to come, it's like, we'll just have everything there. Yeah. So it's like... You, and also, what's, what's the greatest thing of our, our lives, right? And what me and you do for, for a living is we create stories, right? Yeah. So night percent of what I say on stage started somewhere uh -huh. but like I come from South, South London I have a God-given right to bullshit because that's the only <laughs> yeah. way that anyone will talk to in a pub so so the, the, over the sands of time all of that changes the, yeah. the memories from you or me from this conversation may but now it's been recorded whatever but but they change and yeah. they, they evolve yeah. But now it's just like, oh, no, 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 it didn't happen like this because uh, there's yeah, you yeah, there's Because there's, there's, there's something about telling a story or having a story or something and then sort of adding the spice to it 
that we're going to lose. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like you've got to put a little bit of like, yeah, I could tell you the story exactly what it was, but yeah. you want to yeah. yeah, put a little bit of spice on it. And we're losing that. So, you, so just, just to go back to that moment, because in my dad, I remember this, my dad, there was this boxer called Colin Macmillan. He was a worldweight boxer. My dad would drive past his house. I and mean, when you see my dad would wave at him. I go, do you know him? He goes, no, it's Colin Macmillan. And my dad never met him. <laughs> <laughs> my dad never met him. But every time he would drive past, he would bib his horn and wave at Colin Macmillan. And I was like, why are you just waving at this man who boxed once? It's and then my dad just <laughs> like, well, my dad, but my dad thinks he knows him now. He's like, it's Colin. It's called Colin Macmillan. It's, it's like that. Like my, uh, my dad, so Phil Tufnell, my dad would see in the pub every now and again. <laughs> and... Um, uh, I was chatting to him and it was when I was really in the infancy of my like career. Yeah. He's like, you should talk to Tuffers. Tuffers, <laughs> will be out of, <laughs> Tuffers will be out of way you're in. He's doing loads of stuff on the TV. Have a chinwag with Tuffers, right? And uh, we're in this pub and Tuffin will come in with his wife. And uh, that was, oh, there's Tuffers over there. You can't have a talk, talk, talk with him. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was you know, a bit conscious. How well do you know him? He went, oh, just watch this. Hey, Tuffers. <laughs> Phil Tuffin will look round. And he went, see, he knows me. I went, you just fucking chatted his name out in the middle of a bum. Of course you man. When I would chat to him, he's never met my dad before. <laughs> yeah. He's been in the company of my dad when he's drunk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing of that age yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thinking they have an ownership. Jamani. But you, so you grew up, where about, so you grew up in uh, Croydon, Sutton? Croydon and Sutton, yeah, Sutton, like kind of Croydon early and then Sutton. Do you know Sutton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a gig yeah. in Sutton. I went, yeah. I've done this gig in Sutton, right? It was a Manfred's gig. And it was one of the new nights and there was no one there. There was four people there. And there was this one guy who was just a geezer. He had like, he had big brother yeah. wearing a shirt. It's a Friday, we're wearing a fucking shirt. Yeah, like, yeah. Wearing a shirt, he had all these gold chains. He had like, you know like where they wear the gold chains? He had the boxing glove on it. Yeah. And he had all these rings. Never boxed. He'd never boxed in his life, but he's boxed someone, but not, <laughs> not in a ring. <laughs> in a I remember ring. he's just sitting there, big governor, you know? And it's, I don't know, give for him and he was just like, uh, you know, and he hated it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that sort of place. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a weird... Yeah, so it's like Sutton was like such a crazy place because you had sort of like that in the centre of like Croydon and Kingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croydon and Kingston. Kingston's like, a weird town. Kingston's a really weird town. Kingston's a weird town because yeah. it's London, but it ain't London, and it's sort of on the, it's on the like border. It's so, so yes, yeah. So yeah. and it's like where people go for like a birthday. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, think yeah. like so Sutton is twenty minutes away from the West End, really, yeah, like yeah, on yeah, a train, yeah. and that. But that would be like once a year. They go like even now people can't get their brains around. I work like I'll be writing in Soho, yeah, and yeah. I'll be there like most days. You can't central all the time. Central all the time. I'm yeah. like, how do you do that? Do you mate? remember how's a commute? Is like, you, you forget that there was a time where Central. I remember for me because I grew up in Ilford, and Central London was sort of fetishized as this place. I like, oh, we're going up Central. Yeah, but now it's just like you know, it's just an everyday occurrence it, for me now, isn't it? Yeah, because it was like Camelot. It was like yeah, this yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. crazy thing of like yeah, you had to wear you had, you had to wear shoes when you went Central. Oh, you wouldn't yeah. get into the club, mate. And if you didn't wear Sherman, shoes. Yeah, a yeah. Ralph. Yeah, it was I, had like, the, I came from like the Ralphie. Right? Yeah. I, used this, I used to have this uh, Ralphie Polo long sleeve. Oh, Ooh, in white? Yes. Ooh. Patrick Cox, one you of these. Stop it! And had the, had the, the boat shoes. God, that, yeah, yeah, you got that right. The boot cuts. My uh, <laughs> boot cut. Well, I remember uh, someone telling me in a pub about Patrick Cox. He's like, they give you a lifetime guarantee. That means you can have them forever, and if anything goes wrong with them, you give them back. I was like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> and this guy used to work, he was scaffolding them almost. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he had them yeah, on yeah. every day for yeah. every situation. When, when did you move out, Uh I sort of moved, I kind of moved into town, so I lived in Bermondsey for a while. Yeah. And then now I just, I live up more north. I live like sort of just outside Peterborough, uh-huh. which is a crazy Damn, area. you live up north, north. Yeah, yeah. What's that, what's that, what's that pace of life like? I like it. You know what, it's like, 
my wife's from there and I, you know, I was conscious like, like so the most important thing in your life is always going to be like the person that you settle down with, right? Mm. What you realise is our career is like a bit of like a roller coaster. You can fly in it which way. So what the most important thing to do is have something that stays, especially for like for my state of mind and who I am. It's like I think to have something that like that's bigger than this, the mm. bigger than again. That's what my wife is. She's that that thing. That's the thing. I that's the reason I work as hard as I do, and that's the you know because the stuff I've been through with her is bigger than any of that, mm. any of this, any you know. So so my thing was like, look, you know, I could be around, I could be touring, I could be away filming. And and she wants to. I want her to be around her people, like her family, yeah. her friends. So she's got them nearby. Yeah. Like that's the most important thing. That's her life isn't her life isn't not jeopardized, but isn't dictated. Yeah, you know, dictated decisions. by what I do. And it's important to remember that. I think like I, I I think like you know I try and make this as a normal job as it can be. Mm. Like it sort of work hard for it. It's like have you always have you always sort of had that thing of this? I'm going to treat this like a job. And yeah, not just yeah. treat it like a sort of a because it it can become all consuming. Yeah, and it becomes it stops being a it, it could become a lifestyle. Yeah, but as then, a job. Like my thing was quite quickly like the first couple of years when I was more I was single and the, the the first stuff I did was like more like I felt oh yeah I need to go to every networking party I need to go to everything. Yeah. I mean, actually, none of that resulted in any work. The yeah. work will always result in more work. Yeah. So like when people say like it's you know like for you now it's all concerned because you're doing gigs right. Yeah. But then during the day you're free. So if you oh. had a wife or a girlfriend, I don't know what your situation. No, 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 I'm single. But like you'd spend the day so, with them potentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> fell in. Um, but so so my thing is like I, you know I I sort of was like. I don't need. I find those networking things quite difficult. I find mm. them like, like you can stand around. You're, ne- you're never going to pitch no. an idea to, when you're pissed out your head. And, no. and like, well, you again, you you, you kind of you, you you realize that those networking parties is they're there just to be like people are more concerned about being seen there yeah. than they actually are. Because no one actually, I've never booked a meeting. No. From being there. They no. either want to meet me or they don't. They're not going to see me at a party and go, well, we did turn up to this party and, yeah, yeah. and drank a pint of cider. So I guess... He, he, yeah, and he was as drunk as someone from Love Island. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. It feels like we should probably give him a chance. Yeah. it's And, and you know what? It's like, I'll get more done if I'm up in the morning. And and, and like, so I, I worked a long time working, doing jobs like, you know, on building sites or market, market stalls and whatever. I sort of like, I thought... Yeah, when I was scaffolding, I was like, look, you know, I need to have something that brings in a little bit of money mm. that I can try and do this stand-up thing mm. full-time. And was you so, working the road or was you just doing London? Or? No, no, we, we worked all over. So we, I was doing that and then we... No, did, I, mean, I mean, with the stand-up. Was I was you, stand-up. Was well, you, yeah, was you, yeah, Manchester, Leeds. Did you do... Did you, was you in the clubs and that? Was you doing the club gigs? Yeah, I mean, like, round in London more, I think Manchester, I did a f- quite a few. I sort of... Um, Trying to think of the name of the early on, it was uh, it was just like sort of near Chorlton. There was one there. Mm. Uh, I did um, I did the, the store, Manchester store. No, I did. Oh man, was it one that Jason Manfield used to own the Chorlton one? I think he had something to do with it. He played there. Peter Pat K played God, there. What was the, I know because that was way before my time. But I know it, I, be, it be, all uh, Northern comics talk about that club. Like it, it was, was an the amazing, holy grail. It was yeah. an amazing place. So so I like I ended up in Manchester for like a while. I'd met this girl at this festival and I'd split up with like a long-term girlfriend. I met this girl and I was like, wow, like she's incredible. And like, yeah. you know, we were sort of hanging out at festivals and doing whatnot. And, and then like, you're like, wow, we're just like, she's in, like, and then you take away a festival life and we're both yeah. living her flat. It's a reality. And it's like, oh shit, man. 
like this has been a really bad life <laughs> yeah. I, but met, you know so I met Jason Manford for the first time I don't, good I dude think you know great. oh man he's a cool Do you know Jason Manford I was at, when I was at I went university in Manchester and he had come and I was doing stand up a little bit then I think I'd done one Edinburgh like a compilation show and the course I was doing there was a stand up module and the teacher and there was third years I was in the first year and the third years had done stand up in front of him and he critiqued it and I remember he said he said anyone else want to do stand up so I thought I'll go do stand up and uh, killed it was in this little room it was just my, it was just classmates in the, in the third years killed had like a good set yeah. and then Jason Manford just sat there and went yeah just quit uni mate really yeah he said just quit and I went what he goes yeah just quit and the, my, my lecture was like oh I don't, I don't think no he goes no no you're a comic quit and then I quit <laughs> and then I saw him about two years later and I had doing like some opening gig for him and he goes oh so you took the advice and you quit then and, and I was like, fuck yeah. He's a cool guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, good dude. <laughs> I, I, before I moved up to Manchester, I went and did a thing in, they had like Manchester Dance Hall, did like this Manchester kind of comedy festival, sort of like, it was, it was like a dance college type thing and they tried to over like the summer holidays type, mm. like put on this like. Yeah, use the venue. Yeah, then. like, and it, it was a fuck off massive room, right? Mm. And I hadn't been going that long and then the room, like, they're like, you know, it's a day of comedy, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really thinking it's going to be like something else and, by the time I got on stage, there was like 15 people in a sort of 250. And one of those people was Jason Manford. And uh, this is a long time ago, man. This is probably eight years ago. And Damn, so he yeah, was like, this is yeah, when you were yeah. just breaking as well? Yeah. Probably. probably just done a lot of the Apollo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was like, really then, this is, and it's a testament to him. He was like, really lovely. You know, he was like, look, you know, you could do this, you do that. Yeah, yeah. Drop out this, drop out that. kind. He was like, and do you know what? It's like, that's the most important thing of, I think, being a stand-up yeah. is the people I, I remember the people along the years who sort of took that time Joe Brand and like mm. um, uh, Jim Jeffries like a lot, over the years who sort of give you that little bit of Tom Stade I remember like giving me some amazing Stade, advice yeah, backstage yeah, yeah. like the first time I did the store you, you know he, he was like oh, it's, you, always, you know. it's always the first comic that's nice to you you remember or, yeah. the, or the, especially the first big comic that's nice to you yeah, you yeah. go oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah. man that's the like I remember it was a John Bishop was real nice to me like yeah. he let me do his he's TV. a lovely guy man he let me do because he had let so I was kind of maybe I must have been going was I pro for two years no I must I might have been pro for like a year that's I was still doing comedy but I'd just become pro and obviously Cameron Banks who was working for his production company I don't know if he still does Cameron Banks is a good dude and he had asked me to do thing uh john bishop show but obviously john bishop has to pass it and he let me do it and he let me do the john bishop show and he was like well this is why i want to break new acts and he was live, lovely to me saying i like my stuff and he was just such a nice it guy, means the know? world though right yeah it's like 100 it's you get that validation from people early on who like who enjoy your stuff that you're yeah. fans of yeah you kind of you kind of really you it really makes you uh um because when you start comedy especially or any anything is you you feel like you're here and they're there yeah and there is no i can't even imagine that yeah yeah, yeah. i remember like when i first started doing comedy i've done live the apollo twice now and i remember when i first started doing comedy i, I hate saying credits i sound like a piece of shit <laughs> but uh so but i remember when i started out comedy that idea of doing that show yeah, yeah. was unfathomable like you just you just number one you didn't see people like me on that show no, let's no. just put it what it is you just did it yeah, yeah, you no, know no, no. It was and then booking it was, the, was an ilk of that yeah and you know i just it's just and the idea of doing that was just you know like because people say to me like oh you must have fulfilled your dreams and i'm like the only dream i had in comedy was genuinely the only dream i ever had is i went to play amsterdam yeah and i remember i met the first time i met my agent 
had a meeting with him and he was like, so what do you want to do? You want to do TV? You want to do movies? I was like, I want to play Amsterdam. <laughs> and he, they went, yeah, all right, mate. Uh, what else do you want to do? I want to do a gig in Amsterdam. And they laughed and they were like, all right, we'll get you a fucking gig in Amsterdam. Just, but just the idea of gigging in Amsterdam yeah, yeah. was the peak. And I did it, and that was, and then everything else has just been downhill. But <laughs> <laughs> but the dream changes, right? Yeah, the dream like, changes. When you're talking usually. about that sort of, I remember like, I did a thing with Partridge, like uh, I'd done like, a few, like so when I first came into, it, I, I hit the ground running. In yeah. This what was your first? So was that was that your first project? No. So I did a thing called Shimon Selector with uh, like Keith Lemon now. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 like yeah, the yeah. Death of Michael Jackson. I yeah, yeah, John yeah. Landis. Okay. So he got me into that, and then I did a thing called the Morgana Show, mm-hmm. which was like a sketch show with Morgana Robinson, who's man, a phenomenal talent. But then I just went quiet for about a year. I didn't, nothing was coming in. I was stand up, doing stand up, but yeah. nothing active. I'd like. And you were full time? Yeah. But then I was like, shit, man, this is different from being a scaffolder, yeah, yeah. where my whole life up to then had always been a job that I knew I was getting paid on Friday. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, fuck this. That, is di- not, that, yeah. that, that diary's empty. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and also like people there's a sort of and I found it quite quickly people had this like you know I'd say like a middle class attitude that oh oh you're a scaffolder I mean that must have been tough like mm. I was like I was on good money I yeah. wasn't like it's, it's a it's and that a, weekly wage yeah yeah but also like it's a trade mm. I looked down their nose at a trade and yeah. it was but I remember the day that like so then I got a call from Coogan to do Partridge and he was like but like he phoned me and I thought it's a while, but he was mm. like my hero yeah, the guy was the ultimate for me. Like, yeah. it still is. I think yeah, he's, he's one of the funniest. Yeah. He's one of the funniest people we've produced yeah, in this country. Yeah, he's just an, and an, and so I went and did this this day filming with him when he did like Alan Partridge released his book mm. and he did this iBooks thing with Robert Popper who's another fucking hero. He's another guy, but spending the day watching him, mm. just learning from him, mm. but him saying nice things was mm. like you know what like Crazy. that's that's his, that's that's an incredible thing. To, to fit, get that feedback from an idol. How did you get your first gig? Did you did they catch you from stand up and offer you the role? Did you was you auditioning? Was your agent send you for auditions? I, I was or? like through a friend who was like a, sort of he'd worked up from a runner and he was doing like production bits and mm. it was like I've been doing stand up and then he wanted to direct. So me and him just started going out on the weekends and just like filming mm. characters and filming things. This one, so, qu- one question I'm curious about is you see, because you're a big dude, you're what, six, seven? Yeah, yeah. Six, seven, big dude. Did you, did you find typecasting the motherfucker? I, I, I'd moved like early on. Because you do roles that, uh, so like it's even like Murder and Successful yeah. is I could, and I'm, 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 I wouldn't think that, but yeah. you can, I can imagine like, a, a, you know, someone in a production or casting going, well, we just, you know, you know, like you're, you're more of the villain. Yeah. No, you no, know, yeah. or something like that. But you know, so you, you have really sort of been, uh, you, well, you do some roles that you go, yeah, fuck here, man. Like you're not, gonna stay in that box so it's that weird thing that people do when they're making movies or tv it's just like well you know they can't be six foot seven i'm like well you don't think people out there aren't six foot it's, seven it's, no, but it's a <laughs> like it's like a so, weird thing like what do you, mean? you can't be six foot seven and be a doctor but well, also, yes you can there's and no law like me and then yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. so all this stuff i did early on was like never in my accent never in my voice yeah i was always very conscious never to let people too many people know yeah. this is how i talked like yeah because i thought and and so and then as soon as sort of people sort of you start going in for casting meetings, just meeting people, it was like a raft of scripts came in. Oh yeah, you're playing a guy who's doing up someone's house. Uh, you're a builder. You're a doorman. You're a tough doorman. Thug. That, oh, doorman man. would be doorman. I can oh. imagine someone looking at you going, "That's our yeah, doorman." It's, like, it's a lack of <laughs> yeah, lack, lack of creativity lack, on their yeah, mind. Yeah. And it's like, 
and you go in it's like it's not even an interesting <laughs> doorman like, I'm not being like funny fl- not some of the most scariest doormen I've ever seen have been tiny every sca- like you, you think in your head tiny scary big men you've met yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm suffering. do you know how hard I've got to work for people not to be scared yeah yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah I'm not Shrek yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. And look what he did. So, yeah. That was, but that, that's what you're talking about with Sutton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. That guy, I went to a party, I think I was 15, 16, and a guy, I walked in with a girl, and this guy was like, oh, look at you. You're a big fucker, isn't you? I bet I could round ass kick you in the head. And I was like, oh, you probably good. Like, I don't know, you might know karate and shit. And he was like, you're saying I can't? Right, it's completely the opposite of that. And he's like, this fucking guy thinks I can't man that's kicking the head. And everyone, like, I'm 16, this guy's about 40. And everyone, oh, mate, oh, he's mugging you off. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm on the floor, knocked he's out, Sparko, and he yeah, has yeah. man kicked me. I mean, fair dues. And I came to on the sort of like, someone pulled me over near a sofa. And people went, oh, mate, that was so funny when that guy kicked you in the head. And I was, instead of going, no, it wasn't, it was fucking akin to child abuse. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool, right? Like, and Dizzy looking around, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's sort of like got my girl, and he's like chatting her up. Fucking and she's piece like, of yeah. shit. Yeah, man. Well, that's the thing, is that, that that dude had some mad insecurity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and But then I sort of went, yeah, yeah, it's terrifying, man. You've got, like, and you still come up with it. Yeah. It was like, I, I went into a pub just the other day to watch a football with my jacks, and I was just like, walked in, and this guy was like so aggressive. He was like, well, you please, you please. And I was like, well, number one, like, if I was, like, I wouldn't be telling you. But yeah. number two, like, do you think that everyone back at Operations Centre or whatever it is is going, you know what, we should send someone in undercover. Who? You know, Big Tom. <laughs> Six foot seven and massive. fucking guy in the whole fucking <laughs> He's going to he's gonna, he's yeah. gonna really, yeah. he's really gonna yeah. slick in there. That's fucking um, funny. It, it, and, like, and also it's like, there's always, I have a thing with fucking idiots like that. Like, what do you think you're doing that's so bad that the police are fucking interested? Yeah, do yeah, a bit yeah, of coke yeah, 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 on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, we're like, going to no bust this case wide open. <laughs> really going to, we're going to have to send no the top one, guy. No one gives a fuck about you. No Your wife's having shit. sex with a gardener somewhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and she's loving it. <laughs> but uh, so you, I know you're standing back up to stand up now. What made you go back? Because a lot of people would like, they sort of, uh, they, they do something and they go like, you know, I don't want to do it. Because the stand up is, uh, it's a lot of uh, effort to put in. What, what made you go back to it? Uh, like, firstly, it was like a weird thing of like ego, probably. Mm. Mm. Like, I started off and all I wanted to do, I loved, I loved stand up as an art form. I loved it. Mm. I really like enjoyed it. And then when I first came, came along, like first started doing stuff, you know, and it's when I first saw your, you in like, I had a voice that was represented and mm. was a lot of people weren't talking how I talked and talking about stuff I talked about. Mm. Like not many people have been drop kicked in a fucking yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somewhere along the line, I got people like, oh, you need to make it more mainstream. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Mm. And I sort of went, oh, if I'm not talking about that stuff and I'm not talking about what I want to talk about, then I'm not talking. I'm, fuck it. I don't want to do yeah, it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather write and rather it's not, act. It's not, it's not your voice anymore. Yeah. So it was a point of and I tried, and doing I tried it. doing stand-up like that and hated it. Yeah. And I felt, I felt like, you know what, I'm not going to... 
I want to sell out because I felt like I did a couple of times. I did like like they, the Apollo or whatever. Someone came to watch me and I, I didn't do the stuff I felt that was what I wanted to talk about. So I was like, you know what? If it's not truth and it's not honest, then like I don't want to do it. Mm. So I sort of like just sort of walked away and, and I never really thought too much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It sort of always irked me a bit, and I was like, maybe it is work, hard work, but also it's mm. the most rewarding thing that you can do as a comic. Something about killing. Yeah. You yeah. know, the song about, and especially like getting a bit what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. And then saying it. And, and making people, but then the second thing was kind of, this is like a, I, I spent a long time writing a, and performing in a thing called Action Team. Mm. Like, that was the like second thing out of the traps out of, after murder. And it was like something that was like really close to my heart and it was something I really believed in. And, and it didn't hit, it didn't hit like murder hit. It wasn't like as, as like, you know, murder was a success really from the start, you know, mm. it grew nicely and, and it didn't, you know, and it kind of... How many seasons you get a murder? Uh, three. Yeah, yeah, great. And, and then, yeah. So, like, action team was like, oh, fuck, man, this isn't really nailed it. And it was, like, not, like, depressing, but like, I felt the same pangs of, like, I felt when I first started stand-up. And I was mm. like... And I'd give them sort of almost two two years to... Two and a half years to making that thing. And, and then, then it's like, oh, shit. It's, like, mm. it's just not hit home. And that's just life, right? Yeah, you can't yeah, get too big No, Nothing's going to crack, yeah. Yeah. But, but what, my, what my thing was is, like... I need to have an outlet that I'm going to be able to go out and talk and make people laugh day mm. to day. Like whenever I want, I can pick up a mic and I can go out and do that. And also like Romesh and, and Catherine and, and, and people like that were like, go and do it. And like, even mm. if it's like, and again, but I'm, I'm now doing it with the same sensibility that when I started, when I started, I did it because I hated my life. I genuinely mm. hated scaffolding. I what, hated what did you hate about it? Just the monotony. And also like, I read Billy Conley's book and there's an amazing part in that where an old man tells Billy about like go and be a professional musician mm. if you want to do it go and do it because there's nothing worse than being an old man mm. 
doing this. And I used to look at the guys who were 60, 65, who were sort of married twice and mm. in a pub every night and think, I don't really want to do that. And I felt mm. like I was slipping into that world. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy road to get into that. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy. I remember because when I first started doing comedy, because um, my mum and dad are quite different. Like my mum's sort of working class background, but kind of, you know, worked her way up to when I was maybe in my 20s. And sort of, and her mindset is just, well, you know, you do this, you do that. God bless her, you know, she's yeah. a worried woman. You know, she's yeah. looking at her son who's a bum and, she, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she's yeah. terrified. You yeah. know, that I've never held down a fucking job in my life. You know, I'm saying I was yeah. a bum, I was a bum. And then my dad, who's like, you know, working class painter decorator. And I think, I, I remember thinking, my dad's going to give me the most shit about this stand up yeah. stuff. And my mum was sort of like, you know, well, I mean, if you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad, I was like, I know he's going to be like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Stand up. Yeah. And I remember I, I spoke to my dad about it and my dad just looked at me and goes, listen, don't listen to no motherfucker. If you want to do it, yeah, yeah. you do it. Because my dad wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. Fucked up his knee, couldn't do it. And my dad was like, don't let no one tell you yeah. nothing. And, they, and he saw that thing of, you know, because I think sometimes with, you know, you know, coming from working class backgrounds, the problem is, is um, we're not taught to aspire. No. And then, you know, and, and just through the sort of generational thing, we're not taught that that could be us. Yeah. And, but then, you know, it's what we should be doing is teaching our things. Listen, we've got to be the next. Also, it's an interesting know? subject matter when, like, so I know like what, what we've just done a thing now with young kids yeah, who have come yeah. out of similar backgrounds from us. And like, but also it's like, I look at it deeper as being, I, at school I had like ADHD. I was like, dyslexic oh me too so but then I was always told I was pretty much stupid or mm. I wasn't very good or thrown out of class but I was yep. m amazingly creative yeah. I was good at art I was did you have that one drama. teacher uh, yeah no no, no. <laughs> well, I sort of had a RE yeah. teacher yes which is weird because I was sort of my mum's like like atheist but my dad's catholic it's yeah, like, yeah but um he sort of kind of saw I guess something but but I was creative so so like now when I go and talk to kids at schools and stuff, yeah. there's always like a kid who's fucking about yeah. and they're always like, oh yeah, watch out for like... And he's the best one. Yeah, yeah, but he's the one you're like, he'll be the guy. Yeah, yeah. But, but what we do is we, we sort of, and certainly in our generation, people didn't really notice that and they just saw it as pissing about. Yeah. Um, but actually some of the most creative kids are going to, and you know, but then you, the worst thing you can do from any child or anyone <laughs> is you take away hope. You take um, away dreams. Mm. As a kid, you should be a dreamer. He's a great mate, yeah. you know, Uncle Buck where he's like, oh yeah, this kid's just a dreamer. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're fucking 12, man, you should just be dreaming of it. Yeah, you should be I thinking. I remember, uh, it's not something I even really, I've, I don't think I've ever spoken about, but um, because we're on the subject, I remember, and I remember that breaking point I had, and it took me about, it took me years to get over it and to stop letting that affect my life. But I remember, because I've got uh, dyslexia, dyspraxia yeah. and ADHD. And I had, you know, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, it's something I've, I probably haven't admitted in public too much is uh, I was semi-literate writing. I couldn't write yeah, yeah. To, the, to the age of, you know, to my late teens, I couldn't write yeah, yeah. anything that was um, uh, legible. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't write. And I remember I wrote this, I'd done this thing. I must've been early, man. I must've been like year seven, year eight. And, uh, and there was a teacher called Miss Hanley. I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna put you on blast, Miss Hanley. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, what do you want to be when you're older? She held me back at the end of the class. She goes, when you'll be, I mean, I was a kid, I was like a lawyer. Yeah. And she goes, you will never be a lawyer. And yeah. I go, that shit fucked me up for until I was in my, Man. you know, to my late things. And it is that thing of, you know, we, we take these kids and we tell them that, you know, they're this, they're that, just because it isn't the, the right trajectory. Of, also, you know, it's an interesting thing of like, I look at kids that I was at school with and uh, 
like you got to learn to lose early because mm. life you're going to do that life mm. you're going to go for a job you're not going to get mm. life you're going to want a girl and not going to get her Real or a guy whatever life you're going to have to get used to fucking manning up and getting used to losing now if you're a captain of the football team pick for all the school plays if you're the kid that the teachers are like this is the most amazing kid we have here mm. like at school you're like you're peaking at 15 yeah because yeah, yeah. it's downhill <laughs> from there. It's yeah, like, it's life gets like, real real quick like, the guy who's running your company that you're going to go and offer for a job he's been fucked in the ass yeah yeah yeah, go, yeah, oh, yeah 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 you're that kid he's that he's that he's the he's the kid that everyone wrote off or, or the kid that you bullied yeah, yeah. but he's got enough fire on his belly to start yeah, that shit man. you got some hunger man easy. you got some hunger man yeah and it's interesting like it's an interesting thing to I sort of like I was writing the thing and, and I went back to see the kid who was that kid and he's just like got nothing about him but yeah. in my mind like you're saying about that sort of social thing I went to meet him and like he's rocking a fucking rocking a pair of morels and like a super dry fat face t-shirt type thing yeah. and I'm like oh mate he's like I remember him as being like like oh god just let me have a day in his shadow yeah yeah <laughs> and then like he's just turned into this fucking waste yeah waste yeah man, like, yeah, yeah. Like, melt yeah and he's yeah and that melt you know, is the word and you know what it is though it's that life man that life that momo yeah. shit yeah, that's, yeah. What I was that's what i try to tell them quit them you know because uh, just for some context we just done a workshop with some kids who want to be creatives as i tell them don't be squares yeah don't worry about what squares no. are doing and that yes. goes to people out there, even if you're not a creative out there, just fucking, even if, you, if, you, if your thing is banking, be the most unsquare banker you can. But don't, but people worry, to, and we worry about it more and more now. Yeah. Because everyone else's life is on show. Yeah. But like I remember talking to a kid and like talking to him about getting a, a, what we deem as a real job. And he's like, why don't I get a real job where Joey Essex is a millionaire? and doesn't mm. know where Africa is. Mm. And it's a hard argument to no, have. Because you remember when we were kids, I mean, I'm a bit older than you, but you mm. had like Bullseye and Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. A Bullseye, even in its smallest context, you had to be good at darts to get yeah, a Bullseye. Yeah, yeah, there was some talent involved, yeah. Yeah, you know, and Gladiator, you had to train well. Like, we, we cultivate in a society now, which is kind of just like, yeah. oh yeah, like he's stupid, but he's funny to watch, but he's a millionaire. Yeah. And that's a dangerous thing, because mm. that's telling people that they haven't got to like push themselves like they can float through life yeah. and it's like I, I spend every day of my life like slightly regretting I didn't pay a little bit more attention at school like although I'm here no but well I am times but also like I've spent years trying to persuade people I'm not stupid because of the chip on my shoulder yeah. like I'm going in going like you know what I think everyone's going to think as a way I talk the way I, like as a big guy mm. as a common perception so I think, oh shit, I've got to show people I'm it, brighter than I am. Do you, do, you, do you feel like that translates into the stand-up as well? Oh, yeah. Do you, yeah. Feel, like, do you feel like in the stand-up, you, there is that sort of thing of... Because it's easy... I haven't seen your stand-up yet. I'm interested to see it, though. We should do some gigs together. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah, I love that, man. Let's book a room and do... Yeah, let's, yeah, do yeah. Let's, do, let's do half an hour yeah, each. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'd love that. But anyway, so um, uh, it, it's that thing of, you know... Because it's like, there is that easy thing. Like you could, you know, like, and I've got yeah. it too. I can go up there and just go, beard on my face, you yeah. know what's up. And it's just like, you know, and it's that thing of you kind of got to create push out there. I always think like, oh, I should go in there. Cause, and also I was always conscious of like looking six foot seven skinhead. Mm. Like some places they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mate, fucking hell, love a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, now for some real comedy. <laughs> go on, mate. Yeah, you yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now then, now then, now then. <laughs> get the, I'll get the old cigar out. None of that. None of that liberal shit. Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I was always conscious. Number one, just 
to not be that to show people quite quickly I wasn't that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to put that into context. But then there's a thing of like so like anyone I like I like I love stuff where you're like your your gears are ground. I like tiny things like that make you really annoyed and stand mm. up. But then, yeah, but then I was also, I didn't ever want to be the guy who came on and was like, oh, yeah, I'll get your light bulbs changed. Yeah, like, yeah, I, like, yeah. I referenced the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Of course you have to, yeah, yeah. But but then, like, I wouldn't have, like, long rambling routines about a time that I put, hit my head yeah. at a house or, like, you know, there's, there's a million and one people who've got a joke about yeah. me being told. Yeah, and you've got there's more to you than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the first stand-up you watched where it blew your shit? Oh, do you know the Did first? Did you have that moment? Bernie Mac is oh, the Ber- guy. Where was I it? Was at, it the Def Jam set? Yeah, yeah. That's the guy. But that's the guy that. That's the. Even now, I can look and that's inspired me. Even mm. now, I look at like the most inspiring guy that I thought was like. It felt like he was in control of the taps. Yeah. And he could go hot and cold, or he could do whatever he wanted, and it was just like a thing of like I, I was obsessed with that those tapes. But Bernie Mac, and also what I loved, right? Is you and this is what I try, I'm trying to do now, and a really. Like he then had a sitcom which was kind of mainstream mm. about him adopting his yeah yeah his, the three kids yeah, 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 yeah. yeah which was beautiful it was but, good but what was beautiful most amazing thing is Bernie somehow managed to take this like hardcore stuff that he was talking about in Def Jam which was like edgy as fuck mm. and then putting it into a like six o'clock show that people and, he, and that whole time. routine the whole routine about his. So taking taking his sister yeah. who's a crackhead, yeah, 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 and taking and looking after yeah. the kids, and it was still in that thing. Yeah, he was yeah. still talking about it. He was talking fifteen years ago. He was still talking about. It. There was something about a good sitcom. There's oh, something about it. when a sitcom sound like like Atlanta or yeah. you know one of those type of sitcoms where yeah, yeah. it just hits and you Man. just go. There's something about it. There's something about a good sitcom where you just go at the mechanics but and everything also about it's it. Like amazing. people to notice, right? Like yeah. and go. That's I know someone like that. So like. Although Bernie Mac, like on paper, was a million miles in a sense away from like where I was at the time of my life, mm. he was the most like the time where I was like, oh, this guy, I know this, like, I, and like this is how I think about the world. Yeah, yeah. So I think Bernie Mac was probably, but then Murphy, like Eddie Murphy, yeah. I love the characters. And Man, I love the fact- that that whole routine he does about calling up his dad oh. after he's been punched in the face. Yeah. And it's just, and then the stuff about the barbecue, that whole long routine about the barbecue, Rocky. mate, all Going of that. To see and it's great. just, and it's just that whole character. The hamburgers, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamburgers. Built, and it's just the build, yeah. And how he builds it and structures it, and then it's, it's just like he he becomes each of those cam- characters with no makeup, no yeah. dress sense, yeah, no yeah. nothing, just just is. voices and and the act, yeah. You know, his and then you just think of like, and then yeah, Billy Connolly. Like now, I went mm. to see like Catherine Ryan the other night at the Fire. Garrick. And man, like Fire. I did a really early t- TV job with Catherine, and like was just blown away of her. Then like, just had something like you don't want to say like the X Factor, but my God, like mm. I, and like seriously, like to watch her at the Garrick, you're like it's like like she's just I think the almost like you know she's put like the perfect stand up, mm. and you know what she does? She's dealing with very very relevant current situations. But Catherine, the beauty of Catherine is there's always a joke. Yeah, if yeah. it's not in there, there's like, there's not. You don't ever feel like you're being like lectured. lectured. Yeah. It's mm. like this is funny first, mm. but it's going to incite some sort of mm. like, thought. And she's incredible. And I think, that, I think that, that, that's that's what I like about great stand up is is and I think because it's laughing, people look at it like we can't laugh about that. It's like no, no, you can. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 just because we're laughing at it doesn't mean we agree with it. Doesn't mean that it's. Uh, 
um, we're making fun of the subject, but no. there is humour in that sort of thing. But also, we you have to talk and laugh about stuff, yeah, and like yeah. you can't just like serve people up like warm pap and pretend that like that's a like you know every everyone in this country at the moment and in the world really like you know you're talking about the Western civilization. We're all like in a position I think where so much could have been done if we'd been talking about this yeah. instead of hiding away from it. Like you know, it's it's like we you sort of like now find we find ourselves in a position where we're you know it's it's a scary place to be right uh, like you watch your documentaries you, and you and sort of you know robinson or whatever it's become more and more prevalent it's more and more of a worry you know and that sort of feel, feels like a throwback to, to a place that we thought we'd moved on mm. uh, and yeah that, that's something where you sort of have to sort of go shit and and maybe like maybe the most one of the things to do is you know, get out there and, and, and talk about, you know, you, and you haven't got to hit people over the head with it. No. I don't think there's anyone in this country who's not fucking sick to death of hearing about Brexit. And, and you know what, man? Like, it's like, you know, you know, again, like, I think there's just as much power in telling some dick jokes, man. Like, we need to chill out sometimes. Yeah, you got to I be, love a dick joke. Yeah, I love dick jokes. Mate, the fucking the bread and butter, man. the main thing that we do here is our job, right? Oh, it's dick jokes. <laughs> <A> dick jokes. <laughs> like, we've been, we've been sitting here for nearly an hour talking about, like, the, the relevance of social stuff. <laughs> but really, guess what? We just want to talk about pussy and dicks. That's what we want to talk about. But that shit's funny. <laughs> Yeah, but but do you we, know the funny people half an hour a day like yeah. they'll watch us an hour a day and that's the time when they haven't yeah, got to yeah, think yeah. about that shit. So yeah, let's the most fun I've had on my tour talking about race and feminism and all this type of stuff is when there was a guy with glasses and he had like bald head with the white hair coming back and I called him <laughs> Professor and that was the funniest <laughs> happened to me the whole tour. Is yeah. that called a guy Professor? Oh, and mate. that was it was a you know and that's because sometimes you got have fun. Now, mate, you know, yeah, like, my favorite things is like. Play, you know, still now. I like a juvenile joke. I like yeah. to go in like when you're oh, shooting a fart? Someone, a, a fart? fart or melting chocolate and put in a tray at someone's tray in the toilet <laughs> and thinking putting a room around that someone's got diarrhea. I think that's great. What's that? I, how, how long do you normally spend on sets? Depends on the only job. Only on the job. What's like, the longest we, you've we done doing, set for? Um, when we were doing action team, we were like away for like eight weeks. So mm. I was like breaking into producers' room and like putting his that's shoes funny. in the freezer and. Like, yeah. Choosing the freezer, <laughs> ordering shit to his room, and like, yeah. Where'd you it, film that? That's Bulgaria, man. Oh. That's some dark stuff. Over yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's like there's certain places in Europe where you oh. go, God. Like I went Ukraine, uh, yes. and when I was driving around Ukraine, I swear to you, bruv, there was potholes a foot wide and a foot deep. Shh. Madness. And there was this one. Uh, there was this one time where we had these drivers, and the drivers would drive all night. And they would drink Red Bull and vodka and smoke fags. That's all they did. They didn't speak a word of English. And one of them, one time, he just reversed on the motorway. <laughs> and he's just reversed on the they motorway. Have no laws and went, it's like, shit. you're reversing. And he just giggled and went, it's you, can. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, well, right, fair enough, man. They, uh, I love that. Uh, I broke my finger doing a stunt when I was out there. Yeah. And they like took you me to hospital. Yeah, man, I'm that kind of finger motherfucker. Stunts. Yeah, yeah, finger <laughs> stunts, yeah. Like, you know when you see someone scouring a map? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just the one doing this. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. done that himself, right? Tom Davis for the map yeah, scouring. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing at that. Um, and I, yeah, so they were like, Look, we'll take you to hospital, we'll get a reset type thing. So we turn up and it was me and Andy, who's a producer and, and like an interpreter. So in this hospital, and a woman's like, you need to go down to the fifth cupboard on the left. And I was like, cupboard? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, and we're sitting there, and then this woman came in, and she'd been beaten up bad. Her arm was in a sling. And I was like, looking at her, and I was like, fuck, that's horrible whatever's happened to her. And um, the, the, I said to the interpreter, I was like, is she all right? Is she okay? And he starts talking to her. 
And he's like, she's a prostitute and she's been beaten up. And I was like, oh man. And I looked at her and I was like, put my hand up and I nodded and was like, you know, oh, you're you okay, you're okay. And then she sort of smiled and came and sat next to me and started like trying it on with me. <laughs> and I was like, wow, your work ethic yeah, is yeah, like, incredible. You but should then, try putting that in the Fortune 500 yeah, company. Yeah, like, yeah. You're out here hustling. Yeah, you know I'm saying you'll make a million. You got, you, got, you got a million dollar business in you, babe. Four broken ribs. <laughs> and, um, and then they took me into their cupboard. And the guy. And was there a cupboard? Yeah, like it was tight, but there was someone doing washing up in the corner. And um, the interpreter was like, the guy basically started talking to, to the woman and I was like what's happening and she's like oh he's saying about your finger it's broken I said oh no it's broken and then she said I'm just going to tell him who you are so she turns around and says something in Bulgarian he looks me up and down and says something I said oh what did he say she said I said this is Tom Davis he's a big actor very very famous I said well I'm about very you know, <laughs> uh, in England and he's hurt his finger can you look after him I said, oh, what did he say? And she said, he said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a piece of Coke bottle, like a Coca-Cola bottle. Yeah. And he came over and put that as a splint and then just tied sellotape around my finger. Genuinely. And I was like, the fuck is this? Like, I, you know, and he's like, this, I have no other options. This, we have nothing here. And I had to go around like, you know, and it wasn't even clean the Coke bottle. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's still, it was smoked, still sticky. Smoked the whole time, like blowing smoke <laughs> in my face. It, but it's like fuck. That's the other side of the, yeah, <laughs> of the world, man. man. You're like, listen, fuck. man. There are some places in this world. And where he you said, go. "This is my favorite thing." He went, "You want CD-ROM picture of your X-ray? <laughs> Serious?" And gave me a fucking disc. A fr- I was like, I don't even have anything left now to play this on. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go buy an old Dell <laughs> and try and wind that in and see what happens. My God. So you are you are you planning to do a tour with the stand-up? Um, Sorry to keep on going back to stand up, but I find it crazy you, that you're like I'm. I'm, I'm really stoked to see it, man. Because I, I know you did stand up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, I never got I've, to work with you. I think um, you you plan uh, to do a tour, like make, maybe get, get an hour together. I'll get an hour. I want my guy up to Edinburgh and doing like work in progress. Oh, dope. Like have a jo- like have a like a time up there, but yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm just enjoying going out and talking to, and 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 talking to crowds. T- yeah, talking to crowds and having some fun doing that. It's been like that's been a been a like really enjoyable thing, and also because like. The sitcom I'm writing is kind of biographical. It's Some about the sitcom. Some the sitcom. So at the moment, can you talk about you know, it? Yeah, I mean, I can vaguely. It's I hope you know we've, we've shot a pilot. We'll see what happens. But it's about like like my me growing up and like sort of where I kind of sort of see myself in the world now. And it's about me trying to match up to the man that my dad is. And um, and it's about like I guess like keeping up with the Joneses type thing. Mm. It's but it's like shot in South London and. In, like the thing I want in it is is having just like real voices. I don't mm. like. I, I was talking to you earlier about that. I don't want to have like. I hate when I watch something and I see like a guy coming in and he's like doing a Courtney voice like that, mate. And mm. you're like, oh fuck off! Like just mm. get. Yeah, we can come up, mate. You yeah, can't yeah, come yeah, down. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like making sure that that you know the 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 people, the stories that we're telling are stories that people will relate to. Right, like, yeah. and that's that. So that's. So yeah, so stand has been great for that. It's been good because some of the stuff that I was I was pissing about with has now made it into like that pilot. Great. Like thing about you know my dad and he's bought this world's sharpest knife and he's <laughs> he's like calls it the son he never had, um, and like you have yeah. So those that sort of and you know and it's like the little things. It's what like you, what did your pops think about the whole? He loves career? it, man. Did he like, it like, now? Pr- like I couldn't ask for anything. Like my parents have been incredible. Like and it was like you know the moment I shot like my first thing which was about. An overweight debt collector who joins Weight Watchers. That was a pilot I did years ago. That, that sounds hilarious. It's a lot of fun, man. And uh, 
yeah and it, 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 like that was the first time he was like man I'm proud of you does that just think about the proud geezer dad or the proud yeah. brother dad I remember there was a song I used to hear these stories like, you remember you know the guy who played Billy in EastEnders yeah his dad would carry around headshots of Billy signed <laughs> <laughs> handing them out be like you know, you know my son you know he's Billy from EastEnders it's lovely though right yeah it's, it's beautiful like I'm not taking the piss like, yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's so nice that it's that sort of thing of like my son is doing this it, my, I cannot stop my dad commenting on Facebook yeah, this motherfucker's posting shit about shows that have come out and are done. <laughs> my dad's like, "Yo, oh, my, my, I've seen my son. My son, my son's doing a show. In, my show's doing a show in Luxembourg." I'm like, "Dad, you know no one in Luxembourg for you to be spreading this." My dad's this. like, "Now with like, I've told everyone down the pub, so if you and figures will be alright." It's <laughs> yeah. like you've told twenty people. Yeah, don't worry, Croydon, like, Croydon, twenty people. Croydon's watching. It's but he has a, like, if I, when I did, I did like the Paddington Two movie, and I went down the pub to see him, and he told everyone I was doing it. And uh, I went down and one of his mates turned around and he went, um, what's Paddington like then? <laughs> and I went, oh, uh, well, he's not real. He went, what, going up his ass a bit? <laughs> and I'm not to this day. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a joke, because if it is, it's amazing. That's hilarious. Or if he genuinely thought, Paddington, there was a bear. He's gone up. They're always fucking changing yeah, it. Those bears. No, they're known for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 that's the thing, man. It's about getting them stories out there, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a nice, it, you know, you know, like yourself, like if you die on stage, there's nothing. No. Like, no I mean, no, what's, what's, what, what have you, did you die oh, a lot in the beginning? Man, yeah. Yeah. yeah I can, like, even now, yeah. I got deaths I can still taste. I remember one time yes. I bought, I remember I did this gig in Hornchurch, Essex, yeah. and my dad come. And my dad was like, as he walked in, he was in a pub and people were paid to stay in the pub to watch the football. So oh. like, I'll pay a fight, I just want to stay in the pub. And I've gone on and I'm dying. I'm dying. And, my, and, I've cut, and, the, and they've come up and they say, you need to get off stage. I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. And the guy was like, I still pay you. I was like, all right, bye. And I look and I was like, my sister's there. And I'm like, where's dad? Where's, where's dad? He goes, he's in the car. And I no, no, she got, my sister's gone. And I was like, Dad, where's, where's Rio? He goes, I've told her to start the motor. I knew it was tasty when we walked in. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad had sent my sister to go start the oh. car because he knew it was going to be that. I knew it was going to be tasty when we walked in there, son. We were to start, start the motor. Oh. And where my dad was, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, and he used to, you know, and he came for that one. And he's come to, yeah, he, he likes to come down. Doesn't, doesn't my really dad's get never car. come to them. And my, I went to, do you know Download Festival? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the mate, Music Fest. Yeah, I remember like, I did one of the first times at the comedy tent now. And, uh, oh, With the metal now, heads. Yeah, like, I was dressed. I didn't know what Download was at the time. Even though I was doing festivals, yeah. I was like, kind of like, was a wearing hush puppies. And I, yeah, man, I was wearing like Ralph, <laughs> and Nike and Max. I was like, and, I, and they were like, oh, have you got to change your clothes? Because like, and Jason Rouse was headlining. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was Jason, a thousand rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and some pretty fucking yeah. like, horrendous views on the world. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, we're and in I, a t-shirt of a virgin getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, we love you. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I was like, they called me, at, like, they're like, you know, you're, right, you're going to open. And like, Phil Nickel was like, I oh, can't let this guy open. It's fucking like, you know, it's like land to a slaughter. And I was like, oh, you yeah, know, I'm brave. I'm, yeah. no, I wasn't scared. I fucking went out and, oh, man, it was like a baptism of horrible fire. They were mm. shouting. And the heckling, as soon as I walked out, tried to drop some material, tried to like. Crowd work something. Man, just like they hated me. And then like the bottles of piss started flying. Oh, no. Like, I think they were pissed. I mean, like, like, bottles of anything, but probably yeah, pissed. Yeah, but, um, and then the guy, and I had the opposite from you. Like, I was like, can I come, like, and they were like, no, you need to finish your shit, man. 
And then like I got out and I'd somehow offended some people because I was kind of like, you know, I'm like, you know, fucking if they're going to throw this at me, I'm going to yeah, try to throw yeah, something yeah. back because I can't just... Anyway, I remember like getting in a golf buggy where they take you to like offsite and then you get into a car and I was just like holding it in and holding it in, got like a full fucking KFC. Like I'm talking bargain bucket, <laughs> <Yeah>. a tower. <laughs> With the sides. Like, yeah, cut like four pack of Stella. Got into my hotel room and just lay there crying. And yeah. then the guy texts going, we won't need you tomorrow. Oh like, no. Well, you know when you're like, anyone, I, 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 I even now like, I'm digi thinking anyone who's in that fucking like in that like fucking tent watching me will n- I'll never win back I could nah. win an Oscar and they go oh, yeah. I'll remember that That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was shit we saw, we, 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 we saw him at Download Festival he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah but um, let me see. okay let's wrap up so you got uh, so you got projects coming out anything you want to plug no, oh, anything, anything you want to talk about no no I mean I've got I've got like say plug is actually shit coming right, out yeah. at Christmas but I'm not allowed to announce it properly okay, okay. but um, yeah I think uh yeah, like, I, weirdly, I'm, yeah, stand-up's the thing. And, Great. And, and writing and, and, and cr- like, working, you know, the most fun thing has been working with, like, different people, different mm. talent, like, writing with different people, and, and that's been a real joy. Like, we've got two young guys at Hackney who are writing a thing at the moment about knife crime, but on the other side, I'm working with a guy telling a story about the building of Knock Airport mm. and how that was built, and he's, like, an old Irish guy who worked with Bono for years. Mm. So it's, like, different people. It's, like, been a joy. That's been, like... Like, yeah. I can't believe my luck to be working with different people like from different backgrounds. That's that's that's. What Bro, I, you know what, yeah. man? Like, I, you know, I don't say this often, but you're doing great things, man. And uh, you know what, man? Like, uh, I remember when I first met you, we had done uh, eight out of ten cats together. Yes, that's where we met. Eight out of ten, and you stole that show. I remember you were telling them stories about your pops and about the. I remember the friend story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had me how? If you ain't seen that, you go watch that eight out of ten. I think they 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 definitely put that in the edit because it was. I remember you own yeah, that show, yeah, man. Yeah. But um, but bro, man, like you know, you're pushing something out there that's that sort of bet. And you know, it's, it's, it's you know, and I don't and I, it's actually not embarrassing, but it's something that you know it's sort of we there's sort of um. Your mal ego can get in the way sometimes and you can't tell someone uh, how you feel about the work they produce because you kind of feel like, oh man, yeah. But you you know, and I don't just say this, is I honestly mean this. I remember we spoke in Edinburgh and you speaking to you and, t- and you telling me the stuff and how your mindset is and telling me about the stuff you're going on and, and how you're putting out stuff that's real to you has made me work harder. Oh, and it's you, made man. me realize that, you know, it, it's better to put that stuff out and risk it than no. to go safe and 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 I think you know I think it's great what you do, and you, you don't need me telling you that you got the the proof no, is in the pudding of all the work and that and um, and I think you're a good guy and I'm and I'm glad to call you a friend man. I, I, hopefully hopefully you, hopefully we're, we're we're in friendship category now. Oh we are man. Yeah, we yeah, text yeah. sometimes. I, say, I don't want to put it out there, <laughs> like, but we text sometimes. Me me, me and Big Tom D fucking text now and again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's casual conversation. How you doing? I'm good, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, but we, and, yeah. the fact, and the fact you said you would do this is is uh, is amazing and uh, and hopefully I get to work with you in the future. I think. You know, and 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 I and I and I hope to see all the stuff you do, and I think you know it's going to be amazing, and um and thank you for coming down, and I, you, think, I think you know you it's going to be inspiring to motherfuckers out there. So if you haven't seen um if you haven't seen my brother right here, you know get to know and start watching it, and uh, thank you for coming down. I really Pleasure, appreciate man. my brother. Thank, thank you. you so much. All the best. Appreciate thank it. You, that was Tom Davis. Uh, great podcast. Really enjoyed making that one. Uh, it's really nice to sit down and chop it up with him, man. And he's such a nice guy. Really good dude. Really you know really smart. You know really funny. You know, great stories. You know, I love hanging out with him. And uh, next week, on the next episode, next week, next episode, uh, it's going to be Rick Edwards, who I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to. You know, he's host and, 
you know, I think he used to do stand up back in the day. He's funny, he's smart, he's, you know, he's, I'm, can't, I'm looking, really looking forward to him. He's a lovely dude too. Got a really lovely wife that I met as well. Really lovely people. So, uh, yeah, so um, make sure you're listening to that one. Uh, this bit, oh, yeah, tour tickets. Come watch me on tour. 3rd of November, Hatney Empire. A couple of tickets left. Uh, my name's been Jamali Maddox with the hook. This has been The Breakdown. Uh, now we're going to bring on the cool Keith song. Jamali 7000. Oh my God, damn. So, uh, yeah, man. Boom. Jamali 9. Jamali. Jamali 9000 from Mars. Just land over Max with the computer. My wings expand on Earth, around the universe. The superhero just written a verse. The J on my shirt for Jamali. Never using the Molly. Walking down the galaxy, computers on my hand. Built in like I'm a man. Machine since I was growing up with children. Mechanical rapper putting a robot flow together. I made a steal in any weather. The sky's more than Spider-Man in the sweater. Optimus way after prime. Standing on top of the world, I gotta shine. Just like my pop's new Cadillac CT6. The patch on my eye, I be Rick. The lyrics are slick, like new now wave grease. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.